This is the Reading Teacher's Lounge, where listeners can eavesdrop on professional conversations between elementary reading teachers. We're passionate about literacy and strive to find strategies to reach all learners. Shannon and Mary are neighbors who realized that they were literacy soul sisters at a dinner in their Atlanta neighborhood. Once they started chatting about reading, they haven't really stopped. Come join the conversation. Hi, welcome to the Reading Teacher's Lounge. This is Mary Sagafi, and today um, you're listening to Season 2, Episode 6, all about the alphabetic principle and some strategies that you can use to help your children um, build up these skills, especially for young readers or struggling readers. So today I wanted to um, speak to you a little bit about that. Before I get started, um, I am recording by myself today. Just trying to get a little bit ahead of things, Um, you know, fall break is coming up, and so we're going to be taking a small hiatus, and so uh, we wanted to get this mini episode out to you first. Um, Thank you so much for the feedback that we've been receiving from our listeners. Uh, We've gotten a lot of great responses from the answers to the listener questions that we've provided. Please keep those coming. We love to hear from you. Um, So without further ado, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the alphabetic principle today. And the alphabetic principle um, is actually a concept that's composed of two parts. So one is that students have an understanding that words are composed of letters and that those letters represent sounds. And then they also have another understanding called phonological recoding. Remember, phonological is um, the sounds of words. It's that big umbrella term. So that means that the students are able to use systematic relationships between letters and phonemes sound letter correspondence, to retrieve the pronunciation of an unknown printed string or to be able to spell words. So it's being able to read regular words, being able to also understand irregular word reading, and advanced word analysis. I found that that concept, um, this whole big Um, alphabetic principle thing is a little bit hard to digest for teachers, um, especially when you have been outside of the academic realm for a little bit. Um, It's a little burdensome. So I thought I would break it down a little bit. So the the definition I just read to you comes from the University of Oregon. I think it's really great. They actually have um, on the show notes, I'm going to post the link and they have some lessons about how to really unpack how to get students to read regular word reading, irregular word reading, and then breaking it down for advanced word analysis. Um, For our purposes, I'm going to use a definition that I got from um, one of my favorite blogs called This Reading Mama. She has fantastic resources, and I really enjoy how she breaks down concepts. Um, So she says that there's, there's two um, kind of pieces to it, and the first part is the phonemic awareness. And so the phonemic awareness is the ability to hear and manipulate sounds and words. So what that means is that a child with a strong phonemic awareness could tell you that the word boat becomes bow when you leave off the t sound. And then they'd also be able to tell you that um, when you hear the where you hear the mm in hammer in the beginning, middle, or the end. So those are skills that are covered under phonemic awareness. And if you haven't listened to our episode breaking down um, the 
phonological awareness skills, and then we break into what is phonemic awareness out of that umbrella, um, that would be a great episode for you to check out. So we'll also link to that in the show notes. Um, So this reading mama also talks about the knowledge of letter sounds, also known as phonics. And so this is knowledge that the letter S says S and the letter V says V. So she says those are too simple. That's not the full alphabetic concept. She says she has found a really great um, definition from a book called Teaching Word Recognition, Effective Strategies for Students with Learning Difficulties by Rolanda E. O'Connor. And I have a link to that in the show notes as well. And um, this definition says that the alphabetic principle is how phonemic awareness and the knowledge of letter sound correspondence come together in the practical application of reading and spelling. And that's really what we want our students to be able to do, is make sure that their phonemic awareness skills are at a level where they are capable of manipulating sounds and using their letter sound correspondence, being able to identify when a group of letters or a single letter makes a specific sound, and then practically apply that to their reading and spelling. Um, We know that this is a concept that has to be practiced often, and it has to be explicitly taught. So I want to talk a little bit today about how we can do this. Um, When we're talking about the phonemic awareness, we know that Um, In the simplest terms, a student hears the different rhymes and alliteration in words. So that's the simplest way. They can say mat, cat, bat, and they they hear that those have the same ending sounds. Or baby, buzz, bumblebee all have the same sound at the beginning of the word. Um, They hear the words that are spoken in sentences. So in this piece of the phonemic awareness, they can tell you if there is a sentence that says, um, the way we speak to dogs is strong. They'll know that the last word in the sentence is strong. Um, They can do all of the individual words in a sentence and pound them out. Um, Hearing syllables within spoken words gets a little bit more complex, but they can break their syllable, they can break words into syllables by clapping or dropping their chin as they're talking and telling you how many syllables are in the word orangutan. Hearing the onset and rhyme in words is actually a little bit more complex. So that's being able to break a word into its beginning sound and then its ending sounds um, or beginning rhyme and ending rhyme. Uh, So if we're saying love, love is l-of. Hearing the individual phonemes in words is even more complex than that, and that's actually the most complex skill that our students are going to be doing. They have to be able to master this in order to master alphabetic principle, because not only do they need to be able to hear the sounds and manipulate the sounds within words, remember that's doing it in the dark, Um, but now it's adding the visual piece of looking at the letters knowing that that letter represents a sound and recoding, which is how the University of Oregon explained it, um, that that letter makes that sound and processing it. Don't forget, reading is a complex topic. So let's talk a little bit about how in every day in our classrooms we can apply this. 
and um, do it well. So I said before that the concept has to be practiced and explicitly taught. So um, in a previous episode during the listener question, someone had asked, how do I start my lessons for Orton-Gillingham tutoring? And the way I started is with a three-part drill. And um, the three-part drill is where I am going over learned sounds with my students, usually letters, um, at the very beginning, and we are explicitly learning each of those letter sounds. I'm also teaching it um, to teaching the students to write that that letter. I'm also teaching them that this is the letter name, this is the letter sound, and here is a key word that goes along with that letter. And then I want the students to simultaneously verbalize, then use a keyword and a visual and write on a tactile surface. So that might mean writing on um, in a sand tray, or it might mean writing on the surface of the table, or we're doing air writing that day. There's a number of different multisensory strategies, and we'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, but basically, we need to know that learned sounds are repeated, which fine-tunes the sound-symbol relationship, building automaticity. And um, if you have not yet read Equipped for Reading Success by David Kilpatrick, he has a really great section all about automatic letter sound knowledge and how that's the foundation for efficient phonic decoding and for the permanent word storage for orthographic mapping, which is really how students can then visualize what does a word look like, how can they then apply it to their reading and spelling. Okay, so... Then the next piece of my drill lesson is making sure that my students are then taking the learned sounds that they have been working on and blending them together. And we work on real words and nonsense words. And those are both really important to do. So today I want to talk a little bit about um, what are some strategies for blending sounds. Um, One of the ways that I like to use is a blending board. So while I'm going through my deck of cards of my learned sounds with my students, I have vowels in the center. And if we're working on CVC words, then we have a consonant on either side of the vowel. My students are able to then identify which is the consonant, which is the vowel, what is the sound that it makes, and we will blend it together on the board. And then I might move a different um, consonant to the end of the word or switch out the consonant in the beginning of the word. So that's my blending board. I also have changed it up and sometimes I'll use a blending binder. And a blending binder is just using a regular binder and I use note cards and I put the vowel cards that we have already learned in the center and then consonants on the outer rings and then the students can then flip through the binder and do it the same way as our blending board. Um, another way um, that we've talked about before is using the Elkanen boxes. So you're going to display a picture card and then you use objects to push sounds and build words into blank boxes. So um, how many sounds do you hear in the word dog? D, a, g. You may then be able to ask what sound do you hear in the middle of that word? Ah. And have your students then air draw. What does ah look like? And they're going to draw in the air the letter O. Um, Another way uh, that I really like is called stretchy the word snake. And um, this is one that I actually have just recently heard about. I'm not sure why I missed this one, but that's just life, isn't it? So you got to find, 
you keep finding new things all the time. So you use a slinky and you put a sock over the slinky and stretchy then stretches out the sounds of the words and you can do so if you're doing the word snake, 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 and you stretch it out. Um, there's a really great video that I'll put a link with as well. Um, a really strong strategy that I use always with my students is arm tapping. So you start with your beginning consonant on your shoulder. Um, you may slide down to the middle of your upper arm for any blends. Always put the vowel in the elbow crease, and then your ending sound ends at your wrist. Then you're going to have your students go back, and they're going to slide their hand down their arm as they're sounding out the word. So if your word is, uh, let's say, catch, you'll have your k at the very beginning. Your a goes in the middle of your elbow. And my students would then say, oh yeah, it's T-C-H because I know it has one short vowel. C-H sound at the end is spelled T-C-H. K-A-T-C-H. Catch. And they'll slide their hand down their arm. Um, similar to that, if your students are writing simultaneously, I really like to teach them finger tapping. And I'll put a visual. I have a little um, hand print of a student-sized hand. And I have one that's a right hand and one that's a left hand. It always needs to be the student's non-dominant hand. And I have stickers on the, if you're um, writing with your right hand, then the left hand is going to go on the desk. And you're, you start with your pinky on the outside and you're going to tap from your pinky to the center. So if you're sounding out a word, each sound goes on each finger and then the student can then write. I may link a video for that. Um, I'm sure that I can also find another one on YouTube and link to that as well. But those, that's finger tapping. Uh, another strategy that I like is using pony beads. This is so easy. So you would just use your regular stringing beads and a pipe cleaner. And when you want to sound out each of the words, you slide each of the beads and then you can actually push them together and blend it together. It's a good multi-sensory task. Um, one of my students' favorite ones actually is using a slide. So I have a visual of a slide and I use those smooth stones that you would use for um, like floral arrangements or decorating around your house. My students love those. And um, we will do either onset and rhyme or slide each of the sounds down the slide and blend them together. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, I have a song example that I like to do for blending. You've heard me say this before, but my students really respond well, and I think that all students respond really well to song. So um, here's an example, and I found this um, on Reading Rockets. And the Reading Rockets has such great resources. So this is my first link in our show notes today because I know you're going to go back and use it. There's some videos that I want you to look at too. So um, this is an activity, and it's just to the tune of if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. So you say, if you think you know this word, shout it out. If you think you know this word, shout it out. If you think you know this word, then tell me what you've heard. If you think you know this word, shout it out. So after singing that, then you would sound out a word and segment it like k-a-t. And the students would then say cat all together. 
Um, so I think that that's a really fun way. Um, there's another example of an opposite segmenting cheer. I really like that one too. It goes like this. Listen to my cheer, then shout the sounds you hear. Sun, sun, sun. Let's take apart the word sun. Give me the beginning sound, and the children would say s. Give me the middle sound, uh. Give me the ending sound, n. That's right, s, uh, n. Sun, sun, sun. Also, um, using that exact sound, song with puppets, I think would be a really great way to work with your students. Um, because you really want to be demonstrating this as much as possible. Uh, this one is my favorite, and this go also comes from the Reading Rockets website, and it's called Drive-Through Blending. I've done this before, not exactly the same way, but we'll use little matchbox cars, and we would do it in an individual way. She has an example where you would use a dry erase board, and you would write the vowel at the top, you would write the consonants of the other sounds um, at a lower spot. And when you drive the car to the different sounds, um, then you're going to sound it out. So her example is Matt. And the students um, in whole group are looking at her on the, at the board. She's driving the car, mmm, at. And then she drives the car a little bit faster, Matt. And I think that's a really great way to engage your students. And the final video, I really like. The teacher does an excellent job of modeling how the entire lesson looks like. Of course, we do light professional development here at the Reading Teacher's Lounge, so I'm not teaching you exactly how to model the entire lesson. Um, but in this uh, video segment, I really do appreciate how the teacher demonstrates how the students know the difference between consonants and vowels. Um, she goes through nice and slowly, repeats, the students do examples. Her lesson is called um, Pound and Sound, and she uses red, yellow, and green blocks to demonstrate the different sounds. She has a student go up to the board and say, D, ah, G, pounds out each sound, and then they slide their fist across underneath the red, yellow, and green boxes and say the sound, say it a little bit faster, D, ah, dog. Um, it's an excellent video. So I hope that some of these ideas um, will help you renew your sense of how to approach the alphabetic principle with your students to get them uh, really mastering the skill, especially if you're teaching early grades. Um, if you have older students that are still needing to work on these skills, don't hesitate to circle back and reteach them. You can use more um, advanced words. You can use nonsense words. And um, these skills are essential and foundational to good reading. So thank you so much for listening today. It's always my pleasure to reach out to our listeners and share some of the things that I know. Um, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us via social media. Um, email us, readingteacherslounge at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at, at readingteacherslounge. Uh, also, we have a Facebook page. Please check us out on our Facebook page, and you can send us a message that way, too. Uh, cheers to a great school year, everybody. <laughs>